How would you like to feel loved, stop fighting, and get your needs met with an unreserved yes? Can you imagine how excited you would be to come home to that kind of loving relationship every day? With just three daily practices that you can learn right here, you'll be able to keep such a loving excitement sizzling long after the honeymoon stage. And with such controls in your hands, you can feel secure that your X's and O's will never again become X's and woes. Now here's your host, Cheryl Herbst, the world's simplest relationship strategist. Hello, everyone. I'm Cheryl Herbst, your host. And as I have said before, I love simplicity and I love results. In today's episode three, I'm going to be sharing with you the simplest strategy that I have found for keeping love alive long after the honeymoon stage is over. So take a moment and think about how such a result could forever change your relationships. While you're doing that, let me also warmly welcome you. And I want to promise you that the time you spend listening to this show will get you a return on your investment that is totally worth your time. So come along and let's get into the subject of love. It seems like everyone just loves love. When it happens to us, our hearts swell up, we smile more, and we let go of petty annoyances that would otherwise bother us, right? Heck, when we're in love, we're so happy that we pretty much forgive everybody around us for everything, don't we? So then if we love being in love so much, why is it so darn hard to keep it glowing? Why can't we stay excited about the one we fall in love with for decades to come? It seems that although love brings us to the heights of joy, it also brings us down into the depths of despair. In episode one and two, which is a must-listen if you haven't yet, anyway, in those episodes, I outlined why love dying, not getting your needs met with a smile, and fighting were the true root causes of relationship failure. They were the undernourished soil that the weeds of relationship problems grow in. And then I explained how having one best practice that clears up each of these fundamental causes can simplify your ability to achieve success. So be sure that you've listened to those two episodes if you want a clear understanding of how today's episode fits in. And I'm pretty sure that by now you know that clarity is one of the three pillars of success, right? So go there now, if you haven't already, and download episodes one and two. In today's episode, we're going to discuss root cause number one, love dying, which usually begins around the end of the honeymoon stage, right? In my book, How to Keep Your X's and O's from Becoming X's and Woes, I label this section, Feeling the Love. Because isn't the most obvious issue that plagues any relationship the loss of the honeymoon stage? You were once madly in love, and now your sizzle has turned into apathy, or even worse, anger. There's at least a dozen therapeutic excuses online that try to make this loss digestible. They try to do this by explaining to you that love isn't the honeymoon stage, it's the hanging in there through thick and thin stage. In my brain, though, ideas like this just sound like excuses that are trying to hide the fact that therapists can't seem to solve the problem. Have you ever noticed that the exact same problems your grandparents talk about are the exact same problems people deal with today? Have you ever noticed the same in movies or novels of either today or yesteryear? The people change, the outfits change, the scenery changes, but love still dies, 
needs still don't get met, and unresolved fighting still goes on and on. Another interesting fact is that no matter how much money one has to access the best therapeutic practitioners in the world, their relationships still fail. If not even Brad's and Angelina's passion could last with all their resources, then what hope do the rest of us have by looking to the therapeutic industry for help? But what if this loss is simply not necessary? What if there was a way, a simple way, to keep those petty annoyances from eroding away at your love bond? Perhaps those therapists who have spent so much time stuffing their brain with so much complication are merely overlooking the simple and the obvious. Perhaps they've spent so much money that they now need to recover that they don't even really want to either. Well, moving beyond therapy, back to the simple basics, then what if there was a way that anyone could ensure that love remains an active and happy part of their relationship? Let's start by asking why eliminating this love loss is so important. Because someone whose love tank is full doesn't care if you put down the toilet seat, do they? Or if you are often late, or if you have an odd, quirky behavior or expression, true? Those things are just cute when you are newly in love, right? After the honeymoon stage fades, however, these same cute traits become annoying, a cause for eye-rolling, mocking, guilting, or even anger. Perhaps you even refer to each other as stifling, like some kind of old ball and chain. Too often we think of the honeymoon stage as an entity unto itself that happens to us. Therefore, when it fades, we tend to shake it off with something like, well, that's just inevitable. That too is something that just happens to us. But what if it's not? What if it is something you are controlling unconsciously? I know this idea may be a little out of the box, but if right, how exciting could that be? Think about it. If you are controlling the result unconsciously, what could change if you controlled the result consciously? Take a moment and listen back to old conversations in your memories. Can you recall some of the times your partner said that they loved you, and yet your heart wasn't really feeling it? Can you recall the times you thought you were being loving, only to hear your partner respond with some mocking or guilting response that showed that, well, they didn't think so? Can you recall how you felt the need to defend yourself, perhaps with a comment like, well, I show love by dot 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 fill in the blank? What is this dynamic telling us? It's telling us that there is a basic tendency by people to think that everyone feels love in the same way. What this means is that your partner tends to love you the way they like being loved, and you tend to love your partner the way you like being loved. When this assumption is inserted into your relationship, well, it's easy to become baffled when you hear the kinds of complaints we just talked about. What follows is typically a thought that sounds something like, well, since I know I'm really loving in the relationship, it can't be me. And if not me, well, it has to be the only other person in this relationship, right? Sound familiar? Well, here's the resolution I came to. People have a need to feel loved, not just be loved. Let me say that again. People have a need to feel loved, not just be loved. Now I'm going to bring up something most of you have heard, but don't tune out on me with, yeah, yeah, I already know that. 
Instead, try thinking this. Thank you for reminding me. In Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, he promotes the idea that although there are five ways that love is given and received, only one is going to make either you or your partner feel loved. So then if he's right, then it's quite possible that you could be being loved and yet not be feeling loved. True? Yes. This is because people only feel fully loved when their one primary way of receiving love is being spoken regularly. Without being loved in their primary way, they will be left feeling empty. Everyone who has been in a relationship before should know that an empty love tank is the source of nagging, mocking, guilting, eye-rolling, and angry annoyance. Would anyone need to be convinced that when this type of criticism enters the relationship, that love fades? Therefore, the simple solution is to spend your love time learning your partner's primary way of receiving love and then, and then, practice daily how to speak it. And vice versa. You also need to feel loved, not just be loved. How full can you get when your partner chooses to practice daily speaking your love language too? By daily practicing speaking each other's primary love language, you can build love into your relationship. Doing this puts the controls in your own hands so that you are creating love instead of waiting for it to ride into your life and whisk you off to happily ever after. And what could be quicker than that? But if you're still clinging to the old idea that your soulmate is supposed to manifest one day and then you'll live happily ever after, well... When will you realize that this is just the Prince Charming story reinvented for today's audience? If you want a soulmate in your life, then go create one. You can do that. With just this one simple practice that is so worth every minute you invest in it, you can defeat the honeymoon stage. It is within your power to do so. So take charge and make it happen. And you can do this with every relationship in your life, too. So don't wait. Get started practicing today on the people in your life right now. Then, when that right person comes along that you want to be in relationship with, you'll have this skill down pat. And more smiles will be your immediate payoff. And keeping that new relationship sizzle long after the honeymoon phase will be your long-term payoff. Who wouldn't be motivated to gain all that? So start today and discover your love language. You can read about how to do this in my book, How to Keep Your X's and O's from Becoming X's and Woes, or better yet, search on www.5lovelanguages.com, where the five is the number five, not the word five. Or you can just click on the show notes, because the link will be in there, of course. Once you get to the list that the search engine gives you, then scroll down to an option about discovering. And may I suggest that you have everyone you know do it. What could possibly bring more joy into your life than learning how to love each other in a way that actually works and gives you a desirable payoff for your efforts? Now in this episode, we only have time to explain what to do, but not how to do it. In future episodes, though, we will have the time to go into some of the details of how to execute. In the meantime, you can go to my website, afraidtoloveagain.com, and download a free PDF copy of my book, How to Keep Your X's and O's from Becoming X's and Woes. 
My book is just a short two-hour read, and it will not only give you info on what to do, it will also give you simple ways you can speak a love language daily. It also covers the other two root causes I've spoken of, not getting your needs met and fighting. So if you're ready to stop wasting your time, hoping and praying that one day your dreams may come true, click on the link in the show notes and get the information you need to create a successful love relationship now. Well, that ends another episode of X's and O's, not X's and Woes. In my next episode with you, I'll be covering root cause number two and explaining how to get your needs met with a smile, meaning from the heart. You are definitely not going to want to miss that juicy tidbit. So join me again next week for a new lesson on keeping your X's and O's from ever becoming X's and O's again. Bye for now. We thank you for tuning in to X's and O's, not X's and Woes. We know you have many options, so we promise this podcast series to be a good investment in you. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We're also eager to hear how well you liked it, so please rate and review us on whichever channel you use. Remember, the goal is for you to feel safe so you can open up to love again and know that you can keep it glowing for decades to come. It is possible and you can do it. You're not alone. So let's do this thing and do it together. We'll see you next time.